to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goal. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Jason Lee, and he's a recognized real estate broker in the multifamily real estate industry. He's worked with several eight to 10 figure real estate investors across the San Diego County in California, helping them to acquire, dispose, and 1031 exchange to improve their portfolio. He's well respected by his investors and is currently one of the top producing commercial real estate agents in San Diego. So Jason, welcome to the show. And how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Eileen. So Jason, can you share a little bit more about your background and how you got started with real estate? Yeah, I'd say my background comes from, you know, like most people at a young age, not knowing what I want to do with my life, kind of seeing what path is right for me. Grew up in a family where they wanted to be wanted me to be one thing. I come from a family of hardcore people in the medical field. So everyone in my family and extended family wanted me to be a doctor. But I quickly realized, you know, halfway through college, that was not the path for me. And then I ended up changing my major and kind of looking for anything and everything that I could do with my life. And I stumbled onto real estate just by joining some clubs on campus that helped me, you know, go to some really cool networking events that allowed me to meet my old mentor. And that's how I learned and kind of fell into commercial real estate, specifically multifamily here in San Diego. And from that point on, I mean, I just kind of implemented myself into the business and fully went head on and ended up working out well. So that's how I ended up getting started. What was it about real estate for you that drew you to this field and this industry versus the medical field that you were originally pursuing in college? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I've never been asked that question. Honestly, I, I absolutely hated the classes I was taking. Even though I was good, I was getting good grades. I just hated every second of being in the library and studying for those classes. I just felt like it wasn't my true calling or what I wanted to do with my life. And when I fell into real estate, it just felt right. I mean, it's just that gut feeling inside that kind of directs you, that shows you that you're going in the right direction. And I think when I started in the field and started learning about it, I got more and more excited as I learned more. And you know, when you love something, it's a lot easier to do it and you know put time into it. Whereas, you know, I couldn't see myself being a doctor for the next, you know, 40, 45 years of my life. Was it like the deal hunting that you liked, the analysis portion of it, the prospect of making the returns? What was it about it that, you know, was the highlight of working real estate for you? Yeah, what I really liked about it at first that really caught my eye was that the the amount of money you can make was unlimited. So the harder you work, the more money you can make. I always hated the idea of being on salary and not being able to control your income. So I really love that, you know, my first meeting at my old brokerage that I was at, I saw how many how much money those guys were making. I saw how much money I, I could make if I were to do the right things and make the right calls, spend a lot of time prospecting. But I think my favorite two things when I first started was, you know, finding the deal that, you know, the rush of finding a new deal was unmatchable back then. And then also being able to control your income. That's transitioned now into your other answer or your other question, which was, you know, the analysis portion. I love analyzing deals and seeing what the return could be, uh, how much money could be made for me and our investors. So I'd say the the excitement has kind of shifted as I've gotten older in the business. 
So when you first got into real estate and you started going to the different clubs and the meetups in college, you know, real estate is so broad. How did you land in commercial real estate specifically? Yeah. So it was the first networking event I went to in the real estate society on campus at San Diego State. And there were 20 professionals there and there were 20 students there. And basically you got two to three minutes to talk to a professional and then you'd move on to the next person. It's like speed dating. Yeah, it was speed (laughs) dating for real estate. (laughs) And to answer your question, most of the people there were in residential real estate. There were some lenders, appraisers, stuff like that. There was one person there that was in multifamily. And I happened to really hit it off that person. And he owned the company where I started working at. But I was super close to doing residential because that's like all I really knew about real estate. Because I'd say like 95% of the agents that are licensed go into residential. I'd say commercial is much more of a more exclusive industry, unfortunately. So I think I got really lucky by meeting you know the right person at that event. So once you determined that you know you really hit it off with a person, and then you liked the commercial space of things, what did you do to from there to? get into commercial real estate and becoming a broker? When I first got started, I started as an intern back in 2018, got my license end of 2018. And then from there, I basically just at the company, learned a lot, did a lot of deals, was there for three years. And then I decided to get my broker's license beginning of, sorry, middle of 2021, and then open up my own brokerage January of this year in 2022. And it's been really cool, like the evolution of, you know, starting as a single agent with people that are mentoring me to now mentoring the people on my team. Because our company's small. We've got eight agents, including myself and one marketing uh, person. But it's really cool when someone does their first deal and I can kind of experience what it was like when I did my first deal all over again. So it's been really cool, you know, becoming a student and turning into a mentor. It's been a great process. What does it take to get your license? Oh, actually, before we get to that question... Did your university have a program for real estate specifically to take classes on there? And then did you switch majors into real estate? Or you know, did you continue focusing on a specific skill set while you were going to college and then going to meetups uh, for real estate on the side? If I did college again, I would definitely take the real estate finance uh, major. That was like a specific real estate major that was given to us at, at the university. I know a lot of colleges don't have a real estate sp- uh, specific major. But I was actually a biology major until like the middle of my junior year. And then that's when I like kind of flipped and had my big, you know, quarter life crisis. And then, (laughs) and I I picked the easiest major possible to graduate on time, which was communication. So at that point, I was working full time at uh, my internship, which was at South Coast Commercial, my old, old brokerage. And then I was just taking night classes and stack like six classes every semester just so I could graduate on time and get all my units done. So I wasn't really focusing on going to network events. I was spending like 90% of my week making cold calling owners in San Diego County. That was literally my my week day in and day out. What does it take to get your commercial real estate license? And then how long do you have to be and hold that license for to be able to get your brokerage and open up your own, which you ended up doing? Yeah. So what's cool is there's just one general license, like the real estate license will let you be a residential or a commercial agent. Doesn't matter what industry you go into, but to get that, you know, salesperson agent license takes about two to three months to do your courses online. It's usually three courses they have to take. One takes about a month each. 
and then you can file for the salesperson exam. And that filing process takes about three to four months to get accepted by the, the Department of Real Estate. So it's like a seven-month process. And with COVID, it was like a year-long process. It took a long time if you were getting your license during COVID because exams were backed up. But nowadays, it should be like a five to six-month process. And then once you pass that test, which is like a 150-question test, then you're officially licensed after you hang your license under a brokerage. For anyone who's maybe looking to get their license look at, um, that's watching this, I would 100% recommend taking a crash course a week before taking the test. It'll make your exam so much easier. Super good program is realestateexpress.com that I used and they have amazing like test prep material. And then from there, I think when you have your license, I think it's two or three years and you're actively practicing, that's when you're eligible to get your broker license. And to get your broker license, you have to take an extra... I think it was four or five courses, can't remember the top of my head, but very similar process. After you finish those additional courses, then you can file for the broker exam. And then, you know, two to three months later, they call you and say, or they email you and they say, you're eligible to take the test on, on these dates. And then that's when you go and take the exam. And that one's a 200 question test. And then from there, if you pass that, you're officially a licensed broker in California. Got it. So... When you get your broker's license, how do you start building out your business? How do you find out find the agents to come under your brokerage and build up that side of things? You know, the best advice I can give is if you're looking to be your own broker or create your own team is I would say ask everyone in your immediate network that you're friends with or a friend of a friend, if they're looking for a change or if they're looking to get into real estate. What really helped me was from the day I started in real estate and the day I did my first deal back in 2018, I always try to like improve my social media presence. So what was really cool was that when I decided to branch out, I already had three people lined up to work under me because they had been in my immediate network. But you know, there were acquaintances. I wasn't really friends with them when I knew them in college. They were two grades below me. But they saw how many deals I was doing on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, etc. And they saw much value that I would provide to just real estate investors they're looking to buy or sell in San Diego. And, you know, that enabled them to reach out to me and eventually, you know, working with me. And they've been amazing. So I'd say the, the two tips takeaway from that answer is number one is have a good brand presence on social platforms. That'll help, you know, create brand awareness, help people know who you are. So that if you do ask them to join your team, they know that you're doing deals and they know that you have a good track record. And they know that you have, you know, a good presence and a good reputation in the area. And two is, you know, reach out to your immediate network, ask your friends, family, anyone you know who could potentially work under you if you don't have that social media presence yet. And typically in the industry, how does a brokerage get compensated? And then how does the real estate agent get compensated? Yeah. So in the industry, how it works is only a broker can get paid by through escrow when a property sells. So let's say you sell a million dollar property and the commission is two and a half percent. It's usually two and a half percent if you represent one side and then five percent if you represent both sides. So let's say you have the pleasure of repping both buyer and seller, you make a fifty thousand dollar commission. If you're the broker, minus like transaction costs and like uh, TC fees, which is a transaction coordinator, which helps like agents with paperwork, you know, minus like a couple thousand dollars, you would keep all that commission in your pocket. But if you're an agent and you work under a brokerage, it always depends on what the splits are at the company. But since the brokerage has to spend money to keep the company afloat, all the costs it takes to and expenses to keep a brokerage going, 
usually, you know, a starting agent in the commercial real estate industry, which I think is wrong, by the way. A lot of big companies in commercial real estate, when an agent first gets started, the agent gets 25% and the and the brokerage gets 75%. You know, my splits were 55, 45, 45 to me and 55 to the agent when they first start. And then as they do more deals, the, the split gets higher and higher. In residential, it's higher. It's like 50 to 70% to the agent. But in commercial, the big companies out there, they pay a hefty fee to, for you to be able to work under them. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So you focus on the California, San Diego markets for commercial real estate. What Mm -hmm. do you see as the trend going in? And is it how is, especially we've seen a lot of, or we heard a lot of movements of people moving out from the California state into other different states. Um, What are you seeing right now? Because you also, uh, since you focus in the California, San Diego market. Yeah. I mean, I think ever since I got started in 2018, you know, I've always heard that people are getting out of California, people are buying in, you know, red states, you know, still the same, obviously the same verbiage today is heard by many people. But what people don't realize there's always more people looking to buy California real estate. If that wasn't true, then, you know, California wouldn't have the most appreciation, not the most, but, you know, very comparable to other states that have high appreciation. But yeah, California has had a huge run up in the past, you know, two to three years, especially for multifamily. And I think the reason for that is because a lot of people that got hit during uh, COVID in office and retail, as a broker, I saw a lot of those investors flocking to multifamily. And the properties that I saw do the best and are still doing very well today, even with rising rates and the market going down, was the flight to quality. So I saw a lot of people in Southern California flocking to good locations. So like class A, class B locations, easily walkable, safe you know, properties. Because, you know, in weird times and in dark times, the best locations like such as near the beach or in a good location always gets hit the least hard. So I, I think people just saw that there was a lot of risk after seeing what COVID did to some some properties. And the best properties that appreciated the most were multifamily properties in good locations. And I'm still seeing that trend today. I mean, there was a, a $17 million apartment building that was very expensive by the beach here. And they got multiple offers like in the first week. So but on the other hand, I have seen a huge slowdown in multifamily properties in class C, class D areas where um, it's not as safe or the demographic isn't as favorable. Those properties have been sitting on the market much longer, you know, ever since, you know, I'd say middle of 2021. So. So are you continuing to focus on the California market? Are you expanding outside into other markets as well? Are you continuing to be bullish on this market and like what's next for you? You know, I'm super bullish on San Diego. I own 15 apartment complexes here in San Diego. I'm an active broker here. 
The reason why I'm so bullish on this market is because I know that there's a lot of good economic things going for it. You know, there's a lot of institutional capital coming here. For example, Blackstone bought the biggest portfolio sale ever recorded in San Diego history for multifamily. It was sold for 1.3 billion, just over 5,000 units. So if a company as big and sophisticated as Blackstone is putting that much money into San Diego, then they know something we don't and something must be going right. So that is a big indicator for me of why I'm still bullish on San Diego. And because all the rent forecasts, all the economics show that job wages are increasing here in San Diego County, which means that rents will increase, which means that property value should stay stable as long as rates don't go too crazy. But yeah, I mean, I would love to expand outside of California as I get bigger. But right now, I have the infrastructure here and want to focus on it until I feel comfortable venturing out to other good locations of the U.S. If somebody wanted to follow a similar path to what you did by getting their real estate license, then maybe starting up their brokerage and branching out, bringing other agents into their group as well, what would be the first thing that worked out for you that you would recommend or maybe share what you did first to be able to start that journey off? Yeah, I think the biggest point I can give is that real estate sales, there's a low barrier to entry and a high barrier to success. So if you are someone who is willing to put the hours in and willing to you know, work 60, 70 hours a week when you first start and you're willing to make calls and you know, network your butt off, then I think real estate could be a real estate brokerage will be an amazing career for you because the risk is high. You know, it's a full commission job. There's no guarantees, no benefits, no base salary, but the commissions are can be insane. So I think if you're willing to take the risk and you're young, you don't have a big mortgage, you don't have kids, you can take some months with no income, then if it's calling you, go for it because the industry, it's not rocket science. It's just putting in the work and following the same routine in order to meet more people and do more deals. Because essentially, real estate truly is a people business. It's not just a real estate business. If you were friends with everyone in your area, you would do, you know, you'd be a billionaire making every single deal happen, getting every listing in the county. So the reason why you're not a good agent today, if you're if you're struggling, is you just don't know enough people. So I think being good at networking was the number one key to me kind of increasing my career pretty quickly. And how has real estate investing impacted your life so far, Jason? Real estate investing has absolutely changed my life. I mean, to be completely honest, if I had only focused on the brokerage part and spent all that money on things that don't matter, you know, I'd probably still be in the same spot today. But investing in real estate and actually hearing the tips from my clients on how they built their portfolio and using those tips and putting into my own terms has really changed my life. I mean, I probably started with I probably put about, you know, 500 to 600 into investing in property and turn that into a net worth about like six to seven million dollars right now. So you can't do that with selling real estate. You can only do that with buying good deals and doing 1031 exchanges, cash out refis, trading up, meeting investors, constantly scaling up. So real estate sales is a great way to make money and increase your income, but it's not a way to build your net worth. The way you build your net worth and gain cash flow is through buying multifamily real estate, the best asset class in commercial real estate. So it's changed my life completely. I love that you're taking your active income that you've been working through your real estate license and your brokerage, and then putting that to other stabilized properties so that it can generate and start building up your wealth on that end of things. 
So in the combination of those two, it's really impacting and really jet fueling your progression and where you want to build up your own personal wealth in life. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's arguably the best investment vehicle to achieve financial freedom and gain wealth to where generational wealth, in fact, where you can even pass the wealth off to your kids and your family. So yeah, super bullish on multifamily as long as it's in a good location. What is the one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? One thing I wish I knew when I first started was truly that it's a people business. It's not a real estate business. I think I was always focused on getting the next deal, but I wasn't focused on client retention. So I wasn't good at you know staying in touch with my clients and staying in touch with people in my network. I wasn't giving them enough touch points, enough time for them to show that I actually cared. I was always chasing the next opportunity. So I think the biggest piece of advice that changed my business was that that you should focus on relationships over transactions because the second you do that, your business will explode. No matter what industry you're in, business is all about people. And when you put people first, no matter what you do, your business will explode. And what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing? Those who get started and fully commit to it. I mean, I know people that are that I know personally that have been watching so many YouTube videos, so many courses, so many tips, asking every question there is in the book, but they haven't done their first deal. I mean, they've been stuck in that mode for a long time. And I think, you know, literally the successful real estate investors just did their first deal and kept going and gained knowledge on the way. I think if you learn and take action at the same time, you will be extremely successful in real estate. But if you learn and don't take action, you're just going to stay exactly where you are. So it's great that you're listening to this podcast, and you're learning, but make sure you're also taking action every single day as well. Yeah, totally. We can tell a lot of people, we can get into that analysis paralysis aspect of things. And we can do the education, we can study and learn. But then you get to a point in life where it's like, well, what's the next step? The only reasonable thing left to do after you've built up that foundation in education is to take action because you don't know what you don't know. You're always going to be sitting on the sideline if you don't jump in. Exactly. And I'm not saying education is not important. It's extremely important. You shouldn't just jump into your first deal without knowing anything. But once you get to a point where you know a lot and you know that some opportunity is a great opportunity, then you just have to jump in and accept that you might make a lot of mistakes. But along the way, if it's a good enough deal, those mistakes will be carried on forever because you'll learn so much knowledge from those mistakes that when you fail... If you just keep going, you're going to get better and better and better. I mean, I think on my first real estate deal, I made like 20 mistakes. So, and it still was a great deal and ended up working great, but I probably made every mistake in the book and still ended up working out. But I'll take those mistakes. And now I know for the rest of my life how to avoid those mistakes because now they're great learning lessons in real estate. And Jason, where can our listeners find out more about you and what you're doing? Yeah. So, easiest way to connect with me is probably. You know, my social media, I think Instagram is best, is my full name, Jason Joseph Lee. And then if you want to learn more about our company, our website is jlmrealestateinc.com. M is in Mary. So yeah, thanks for having me on, Eileen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jason. I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. 
Sayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonifestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.